for the gram. Bitches love the gram. Oh, wait, shit. Oh, um, I think we all love hearing about how much women love Instagram. Um, always true, but I also love Instagram. So if you want to give me a follow, my handle is Buckets Buckley. Let's hop right into it today. Um, we have some questions here from the mailbag. And as usual, we'll move into the big picnic segment from there. And after that, we'll get you to our mortgage moment and then get you out of here. 10 minutes or less is... About what we try to stay to, not a promise, not a guarantee, but it's something we try to stick to. First thing that we came to is a question from Brandon. He says, which Mac team are you excited to watch this season? goes hand in hand with Jake B's question on, tell me your thoughts about Akron. And I think there's, all, there's only one thing to think about this team. This team, oh man, they are bad. We're coming off an 0-12 season last year. 1-11 ATS, only covered one time against Eastern Michigan. So my thoughts on the Mac is just bet against, sorry, bet with anyone that's playing against Akron because they're terrible. They are simply that bad. Um, I, <laughs> I mean, we, we had an opportunity to cash on them here on Wednesday. I do apologize to my listeners if you missed that, but if you missed Akron minus 17, you missed out on free money because they did not even sniff a cover. David Sniffin. Our next question comes in from one of our avid listeners, Elise. Um, she is new to the degenerate lifestyle. She says, I'm trying to learn how to bet on sports and find some winners. What is the best way to do so? Uh, the first is obviously listen to listen to this podcast every week. That's going to be your best tip. My second tip, and I think a lot of people would attest to this one, is don't bet on your favorite team. Because worst case scenario, you bet on your team, they're the favorite they win, but don't cover, so you lose money anyway. So then you're mad about their team didn't win by enough. Or your team loses, and they didn't cover, so then you're out of money, and your team lost. So there's almost no good scenario on betting on your favorite teams. So I would recommend finding a line that you like, whether that's based on games that you watch or whether it's based on your intuition. Um, one of my friends, who I'll, he'll remain nameless during this podcast, but he likes to go with the quote and patented double fade where he fades himself frequently because you can't trust his own intuition. So I don't think it works for him. So don't fade yourself. Be confident in your picks, but make sure there's value there as well as it's not being your favorite team. Next question comes from also another avid listener, Gannon. He says, give me a Heisman prediction. Who do you think is going to pull this thing out? And let me tell you, you know who I do like? Out, out of nowhere, seemingly out of the bushes, Mac Jones. Let me let me tell you why I like him here, Gannon. Um, if you look at his stats currently through the games that they played compared to last season's Heisman winner, Joe Burrow, go Tigers. He has very strikingly similar stats to what we saw last year through the same number of games played in terms of passing yards, passing yards per game, and total touchdowns. And much like Joe Burrow kind of came out of nowhere. Joe Burrow was okay as a junior, but didn't really give us anything special. And then here he, came, here he is as a senior. He just made it happen. So that was exciting. Uh, but I think Mac Jones has similar potential based on his numbers so far. I think it also helps his case that they didn't play any cupcakes like the Western Carolinas or the world that they normally play. Um, they're only playing 10 SEC ball games. And as we know here, SEC is the best conference in college football. Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. I'm from Louisiana. 
All righty. What, what, what an intro here for our next segment. That is true information, though. I am from Louisiana, and that is a hometown banger if you haven't heard that. Shout out William Radcliffe. He is a huge fan of that song and is always, always, always advertising that to our Texas folks. A shout out to him. We're going to move right into it here. Big picnic. Um, we've had some mixed results, I believe, in the two weeks the podcast has come out. We have results. Week one, we are two, two and one. So two wins, two ties, um, and a loss. Last week, we were three and two. So big pick, Nick. Not so great, but we haven't lost money. And so that's all you can hope for at this point. So got some winners this week, though. I, I am that confident that I have put together some great plays for us, honestly. I'm excited about all of these. First one, we had BYU against Boise State on our Friday night showcase. For all those people who like to stay stay in, light up a fire, order some Domino's pizza. Yo, their cheesy bread is nice if you haven't had it. Um, this is going to be a great one for you. I think it kicks off like 9, 9.45 Central Time. Here we go. Reasons I like BYU minus three here. Boise's only played two games against very subpar opponents, both Air Force and Utah State. The trend, again, that we've seen this season is that teams that play more games tend to have better results than teams that haven't played a lot of games. I imagine some of that's to do with stamina, conditioning, being on the same page on offensive end when it comes to wide receivers, running backs, timing routes, things like that. I would imagine that's why. Um, BYU, 5-2 and two against the spread. And I hate to say this, and I really do, because I have not been on the bandwagon all year about this Zach Wilson character at quarterback for BYU. But it, lo- it looks like I'm on now because... I'm on the bandwagon. I'm buying the hype. We're minus three, and I am taking it. If this thing does go sideways and they lose to Boise State, I will be on the same bandwagon that the OU folks are on last year when they went went tumbling over there in the end zone. I'm sure everyone's seen that in a meme somewhere. Um, but the thing that you should look alive for here in this game is a potential live line at the kickoff of the second half. BYU, based on the games that I've watched this year, they've gone off to some slow starts. So if they're down 7-3 or tied, somewhere in that vicinity at halftime, I'm potentially coming in on a live line as well. Game number two that I liked, and wow, I'm glad I didn't make this podcast any earlier because this game got nixed. Too many of these folks. mm, No one values safety more than I do, and apparently these people don't value safety at all because Army versus Air Force was an absolute lock force at Army minus 6, 5, and 2 ATS. And the fun fact is they're kicking off at 10.30 a.m., so we could get some early action before any other game got kicked off. But no, no. What did they want to do? They'd rather get sick instead of play football. This game is canceled, and I hate that. All right, number three. Not sure how popular this is going to be with the fans. Liberty Flames versus Virginia Tech. Liberty... Plus 14 and a half is my go-to here. I have rode these guys all year. I've made some terrible puns about them on this podcast, but they have continued to produce and filled our wallet. Both teams averaging exactly 38 points somehow. Liberty is 6-0, though. Virginia Tech, um, they've lost to pretty much the only teams that they played this year. Um, they lost to Wake Forest. That was embarrassing. Um, Blue Villain scored 17 points in that one. And then they've lost to UNC and gave up a 60-burger. So tough scene so far for Virginia Tech this season. Again, Liberty hasn't lost. The thing I like is that the quarterback for Liberty, he comes from an SEC school. I believe he was committed at Auburn and on the roster for a year. Um, So we're not talking about whatever conference they're in. We're not talking about that level talent. 
This is SEC level talent against Virginia Tech. Is so I like what we're seeing here. I love Liberty. And then one of the other things I like about it, and this seems to be a trend with the picks that I choose here for the podcast. It's an 11 a.m. kickoff. I love that we have results by 2.30 every Saturday. We know what we're looking at. In addition to the spread, I am going to drop just a little bit right here, sprinkling that money line. In the words of Abraham Lincoln, good teams win, but great teams cover. Next pick that I like. And this is, oh, God, actually, you know what? I take that back. I don't like this one a lot. I actually hate this pick a lot. I hate it. I really do hate it, but I got to go with it. University of Oklahoma minus 38 versus Kansas. That is an astronomical number. But again, Kansas is 0-6. They have not covered the spread one single time this year. And I will ride that line until Kansas covers. Until they say we are capable of playing football, we are not running around blindfolded like wherever Les Miles is telling us. He could tell them to run to Canes with the football, and they couldn't get there. So we're going to ride OU minus 38. I see this thing being like 35-3 to at halftime, and them just running it up in the second half. Kansas, statistically speaking, is one of the worst second-half teams. I've been smashing second half lines against them all year, and it caches. They're they're terrible. They're, they're, there's not words to describe how bad this football team is. All right, this is my last big picnic pick of the week here. Arkansas plus the one and a half burger versus Tennessee. Do I love Arkansas? Mm, kinda. I like their new coach. I said this last week. I like that Philippe Franks has somehow gotten better than he was at Florida because he was cheeks there. But he's back. He's playing well. Playing with, uh, we'll say he's playing with a vengeance. Why not? I'm sure he's a great guy. But anyway, Arkansas, 5-0 ATS this year. They're the only team that's undefeated against the spread, um, excluding Big Ten and Pac-12 teams who play like one game. Tennessee has lost three straight. And in those three games, they've scored a whopping 21 points, 7 points against Kentucky, and 17 last week. They look at their stats. Maybe I could justify some sort of Tennessee pick here. I can't. They don't do anything well offensively for the season. This is for the entire season. They have 188 pass yards per game, 135 rush yards per game. That's bad. That's bad. I don't even care if you watch football. I don't care if you watch any sports. You could be the biggest NASCAR fan, and you would know that that's terrible. That's just not what you want to see. All right, folks, welcome to this week's Mortgage Moment. If you have not been playing along and putting multi-unit bets on the Mortgage Moment, then you hate free money. You enjoy not having more money than you currently have. That's the only logical explanation for you not being 2-0 in the Mortgage Moment. These are free winners. These are, oh my God, this is rarer than seeing a unicorn because these are free winners. All right, here we go, here we go. I like this one a lot. I really do. I, I feel confident in this one, which is usually a bad thing, but I'm confident here. This week's mortgage moment, looking for a sponsor. If anybody knows anybody that is a um, loan originator, whatever they call them. Anyway, it's in real estate. We are looking for sponsors. But Coastal Carolina minus the 18 points against Georgia Southern. Let me tell you what I like about this game. Handful of things. Coastal Carolina, last week, 51-0 winner, shutout winner 
in that game. Only a two-point favorite, and they won by 51. Okay, like that. They're 5-1 and one against the spread this season. Okay, like that. Starting quarterback, Grace McCall, back in the lineup. Like that. We, we look into Georgia Southern's wins. They're a 3-3 ball club. You're like, well, they're not terrible. Is Coastal really going to cover basically two and a half touchdowns against these guys? Well, let's take a look, shall we? All right, Georgia Southern's first win. You, you, University of Louisiana Monroe, zero wins, just covered for the first time against the spread last week. Losers. Texas State, one win on the season. Losers. Southern Miss, only one win on the season as well. Losers. So Georgia State's three wins have been against the bottom of the barrel. I mean, you just, I mean, they can't beat worse teams. They really can't. So anyway, do I like this mortgage moment? Yes, I love it. I absolutely love this thing. And when we come back next week and the mortgage moment is 3-0, and one, I can't believe no one's tipped me on Venmo yet. Are you serious, people? I'm handing out free money and I can't even get like a 2% tip here? Give me something. Anyway, anyway, when we come back next week, we're 3-0 in the mortgage moment. And these people, y'all are just throwing racks around. But anyway, I've thoroughly enjoyed it this week. This has been another great show that I have enjoyed. And I think we are going to be back next week to make some more money. Thank you for listening. This is Rambling at Sports Gambling with your host, Nick Buckley. Peace, love, and blessings.